Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. You will say Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is Grace Gummer. And so, Grace, how did you come to be the narrator? Um, my agent came to me about it. Um, and what did you think when August. they first came to you? I was so excited. I mean, I, I looked it over and I, I loved the opportunity to read a book. <laughs> so yesterday Lindsay brought this tweet to my attention from um el el busio um and it's a tweet that says my mom is listening to the end of an audiobook that grace gummer narrated and they ask her how she came to narrate the book and she goes my agent brought it to me and they asked how she felt about it and she said i was excited for the opportunity to read a book that's how i feel mm -hmm. Also, and then some, and then some hooligans got involved, and then we saw it. And so Lindsay was like, "Hey, can you find out what book this is, and then download it?" And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so shout out to Audible. Um, I used an Audible credit on this. Well, now you so get to listen to this welcome. audio book. What's extra funny about this is the reason why. I mean, I guess they could ask this question for any book, but this specific book is mm -hmm. My Dark Vanessa, which is a controversial book that came out a few months ago and the reason why it's controversial is it's written from the perspective of a woman who had an affair with an older man when she was very young and it's it is it caused obviously a little bit of a ruffle mm -hmm. so it's an intense it's an intense book it's an intense i mean i didn't read the whole thing but i read an excerpt because it was excerpt it was excerpted 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 excerpt excerpted i guess In you know what i don't know if i've ever said Excerpted, excerpted is the weird out word loud. to say. Yeah, no, it's a weird word to say. Excerpt. Uh, it excerpted. Was ex there was an excerpt. 
now the word <laughs> there was like an excerpt real. in new york magazine <laughs> i think and okay it's just like a very in- intense subject and so for grace just to be like my agent brought it to me and i just was like what a great opportunity to read a book is pretty funny Says, in the context to be fair, as well. <laughs> then to be fair, she was like, oh, I've been looking for the chance to read a book. It's very hard during these times. Do you think she means no. read a book out loud? Like read what an, an audio book or just read a book in general? Because that's what's what funny she means about it. Is, she means a little bit of both. <laughs> I think one of them is like, oh, her agent was like, want to do this. And she was like, what a cool opportunity also. Also, I assume it's like, you know, the nice work job if you can in the get whole it. World? Yeah. Probably get good money. Or not good money, but you get like, based on the amount of effort you put into it which is probably you know two solid days of work inside the recording booth you probably get a fat check great but she goes on to say that she read the book and she actually really liked it she said usually i read books really slowly i just read before bed so i just like she reads a little bit at a time. She, it takes but her a long time to finish a book. She rushed through this book. She rushed through this. And she was like, oh, I like finished a book. I like, I finished a book in two days. I like actually, you know, read a book as a page turner. And that was new for her because she doesn't turner. typically give her that amount of time. Can I say something kind of rude? Of about course. Grace Better than anyone I know. That's a Golden Girls line. Yes. Uh, thanks. And also nice. The Do you think that... Grace Gummer is a great choice to read a book is because she vaguely sounds like Meryl and like Meryl's not reading the book but like if you go to like Grace can read a book and sounds vaguely like comforting like because you're like Meryl like familiar voice is that I don't it's definitely rude but is it true can we get a clip of her reading the book can you just play a little bit of a clip of her reading the book let me just open up let's pick chapter (laughs) I'm scared of what's gonna come out of this 2000 Turning onto the two-lane highway that takes us to Norumbega, Mom says, I really want you to get out there this year. It's the start of my sophomore year of high school, dorm move-in day. Okay, I think the reason you pick Grace Gummer is because she sounds like anyone. Dakota she Johnson. Sounds, she counds like, she sounds she like sounds Dakota She sounds more Johnson. like Dakota Johnson. They couldn't afford Dakota Johnson. They were like, Dakota Johnson's pregnant. She can't record an audiobook right now. So they asked, they She's asked Grace to do pregnant. it. She's not pregnant. We get a lot of people calling and they're like, can you explain Ben is back? Can you explain Crunch Crunch? First of all, I don't really feel like explaining either of those things. No, sorry. That's not our job. That's your job as a listener to go back and figure that out. No one one ever asks, can you explain why you always say Dakota Johnson is pregnant? I assume because they just understand. Yeah, because they're just like, oh, she's pregnant. Makes sense. But she's been (laughs) pregnant for like 45 years at this point. She's been pregnant for a long time. Yeah. Um, Oh, Gillian Flynn has the pull quote on this this cover. She calls it (laughs) brilliant and stunning. Okay, you have to listen to this book. I don't think you have to listen to this book. I will. Well, now I own it. Speaking of books, two good books, The Vanishing Half, which I just finished, Incredible Mm -hmm. by Britt Bennett. And we are reading the Andre Leon Talley memoir, The Chiffon Trenches, for our Patreon. And I'm reading it. I'm midway. Oh, my God. And open book. What a gorgeous book. How well written is this book? I haven't started it. Oh, usually memoirs aren't so amazingly written in general. You know, Uh because like they're more about telling the story, but he's a very good writer. Very, very good writer. I've I've read a uh, yeah, I have a a very wild collection of books that I'm currently reading right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But um, one of them, yeah, The Vanishing Half, but a lot of other ones. And then one of them I'm reading The Client for the first time, the John Grisham book. Incredible. A little book club with Lauren and I are just reading The Client together for some reason. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
I really don't know how it happened, but I think sure. that happens in quarantine where it's like, why don't just do this very random thing together virtually? I mean, okay. it's called like, a hobby creating. Yes. You don't even need, you don't even need a why. Like why the client? I don't know. Well, the reason why is you gave it is the quarantine is the quarantine. Yeah. What if I get really into John Grisham during during quarantine? It would not shock me in the slightest. We have to be we honest. have some actual breaking news beyond Grace Gummer, who Three sounds updates. like Dakota Johnson. Ooh. One of them is B. Simone apologized for plagiarism. Here's the audio. Listen. I've never written a book. I've never been an author. So as an influencer, as a creative, as an entrepreneur, me and my team outsourced. We hired a team that we trusted, that we thought could bring my vision to life. And they did a lot of things without my knowledge, a lot of things without my knowledge. And I am here to fix it. I'm here to fix it. I've reached out to every creative involved, every female involved to fix this issue. And even though I feel like the people I hired in my team dropped the ball, I'm taking full accountability because at the end of the day, I'm the leader. I'm the CEO. I'm the coach. So, you know, it's my brand. I take full accountability. I believe it. <laughs> I believe that she... I think yeah. they're they're like stopping selling the book, too. Like yeah, It's they did. more than just like her being out here saying, in here saying, this was fucked up. So... Good for B. Simone, you know, I, this head on. And I like that she just said what happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we the explanation, I think, is the true one. It's like, oh, I paid some other people to write the book for me. Sorry, and that's what I did. And oops. Right. It's like plagiarism is like difficult work. And I didn't do that work either. Someone else did. <laughs> you know, like I wasn't even responsible for that. That was that would take that would have taken a lot of time. And I also did not have the time to do that, nor did I have the time to write a book. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Love the that. other thing is. The K-pop stands who are um, have recently become mobilized in ways that have, you know, been very, very beneficial to society at large have yet again, I'm going to quote Vulture's headline, successfully sabotaged Trump's Tulsa rally. They were like yeah. trolling the um, the invites, the, the place this, to re this, reserve tickets. Yeah. And apparently one, I mean, it, the rally wasn't well attended for I was gonna say, myriad we, reasons. We love the K-pop stands, but also like no one went to that rally because fucking sucked. And there's also a pandemic, so like that's also. But they the were reason. mobilized by reserving a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of tickets, so they couldn't be taken by actual people. You know, they were just reserving them virtually from around the world. It wasn't like they maybe couldn't be taken by actual people, but they thought that it inflated the ex the estimated the expectations the expectations of guests which is even funnier mm -hmm. cuz then when no <laughs> one showed up because again he sucks and also coronavirus pandemic it's like what happened we set yeah. up a whole stage outside and we took it down moral of the story is stan culture is in many ways most ways toxic extremely toxic <laughs> as we we'll get in to but in very particular instances it's incredible it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to humanity but isn't everything <laughs> isn't everything you know everything is both things yeah okay and the third and then we got this this the just the third happened. and final breaking news is that ben mulroney the uh nepotism uh, husband of jessica mulroney stepped down from his e-talk canada tv hosting gig which is a big deal on many reasons but also because it's interesting he that's the show that he co-hosts with laney gossip so that's when mm -hmm. when she wrote about it. She was like, "I've worked with this guy for many, many years." Elaine Louis, by the way, we always yes. call her just Laney Gossip. Elaine Sorry, Louis, yeah. to me, she's Laney. I love yeah. that nickname too. And that is why I have decided to immediately step away from my role as anchor at E Talk to create space for a new perspective and a new voice. 
It is my hope that that new anchor is black, indigenous, or a person of color, and they can use this important platform to inspire, to lead, and to make change. Let's move on to the first big story, which isn't a way breaking news, but... Speaking of stan culture being toxic, my own stan culture turned out to be toxic. Which is why you never stan. Never stan. You know, you should never stan. It's honestly, not to to retrace, but my stancil behavior was always treading on da- in dangerous waters, as mm-hmm. Bobby frequently pointed out. He's like, you like this guy because he seems pretty stupid and bad. And I'm like, I think so. And you know what? It turns out he is both. Uh, you can read more about it if you want uh, in Variety, amongst other places. But somebody on Twitter accused Ansel Elgort of sexual assault. She was uh, underage, she claims, and... That and he was really fucking an adult. sucks. Yeah. And he was an adult, exactly. And he responded in a very, very poor way. Shocker. And what was really kind of fucked up about it and something new that I'd seen in his apology is that he said, I was shitty, but it was because I ghosted you, not because yeah. I assaulted you, which is like the Chris Delia apology all over again where you like say you did something but you didn't say you did the thing that the person's accusing you of yeah. you know what i, I mean? was gonna say the exact same thing because he he apologizes for the thing that she isn't upset about <laughs> he apologizes for the thing the that she didn't bring up excuse that oh i didn't do anything illegal i just treated you like shit which is like how do you even begin and then there, that then that puts that tests her credibility which is even more dangerous than anyways it's just like a very not only hard thing to talk about as you can tell it's well he a fucked up thing to have happened he says the he says the relationship was entirely consensual he doesn't reference he doesn't reference sex at all he just says the relationship itself was consensual like everything about it seems very like meticulously worded which obviously like if you are a hollywood celebrity he got he Someone was paid to write this or help him write this. That's clear. That's not an interesting fact. But just the way that things aren't, things are, the things that are addressed and the things that aren't, there's a big gap between those things. But then he says, I think that this, let's just say exactly what he said. We referenced it. As I look back at my attitude, my attitude, I am, I am disgusted and deeply ashamed of the way I acted. But like that could mean anything. So right, it's a, and it's so very... it's it sets the situation up to be again the same thing as Chris Chris Delia, where it's I can't even I don't even know how to pronounce Delia. I think Delia. I just keep doing it differently to see maybe one of them will be right. Where it's like come at me with actual accusations, like take me to court or don't come at me at all. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like this this kind of thing where it's like I'm never going to admit that I did anything legally wrong. So. But I will, but I will say that like I'm an asshole, you know, yeah. and that's what's the thing that's interesting about this is that, the, and I think the reason we can talk about this on Who Weekly is because Ansel, I think, has been cuspy for so long, and uh-huh. the big movie that was supposed to, you know, shoot West him Side into Story. true them- themdom was a Steven Spielberg movie Which of, of all movies. Of course, we're looking West Side forward Story. to. Yeah, like of course we're looking forward to that movie. It got pushed back because of coronavirus in many ways, and now like good luck with that. You know what I mean? And like, now what's going to happen? Yeah. So it's, and that movie had a lot going for it that people were really excited about. One of them being that West Side Story for as long as West Side Story has been West Side Story has been iconic for whitewashing everyone. And this was the version of West Side Story that they were yeah. like, no, we're going mean, to sing they songs cast in Spanish. A Maria we're going to cast Puerto Rican actors. Right out of like, high school. She's like, like this iconic 
we talked about her, like this amazing singer who they literally found and cast like off the internet. There's a chance that this guy could fuck it all up. But I love all the tweets where it's like, just do the all the money in the world. Just like reshoot Ansel. Because the movie is finished, apparently. And the movie is done. Well, in terms of it's shot. Just digitally put someone else in there. Like, just put like Jacob Tremblay in there. <laughs> just... Oh my god, Jacob Just Tremblay. like paste him in. Just paste him That's in. That's true. Who cares? Or just go or just go full little Michaela and just put like a CGI person. No one cares about him. He's the least interesting character. I know, it's so true. It's <laughs> He's the worst character of West Side Story. No one cares about him. Raven Simone surprised us all by getting married mid quarantine <laughs> to her girlfriend. So exciting. We've been through a lot with Raven Simone and mm-hmm. her journey. Especially during quarantine. Right. It's really been a lot. And, but I mean, like her whole life, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it feels like just yesterday that she said she didn't spend any of her Cosby money and she's still very rich. Love that for her, you know? <laughs> Wait, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. People were like, Raven Simone living off Cosby money. And she's like, I haven't touched it. Bye. Like, I'm very rich. <laughs> like, I haven't touched any of that so money. So it's like in a trust somewhere. Yeah, it's like I'm extremely rich. That is not the money I've been living off of, actually, because I, I stay working. <laughs> I haven't touched it. That's so funny. Truly. Like, it's very good. Oh, my God. And, and that's yeah. like that's like 30 years of money. Just like, I mean, not that I really know anything about money, money. But like, the, the money gets bigger when you leave the money somewhere. Isn't that what wow, happens with the money? look at you thinking about if money. You sm- <laughs> if you smartly put the money in a place that's it smart, gets bigger. the money grows. I've heard I've heard about these things called yeah, investments. Called investing. <laughs> um, well, also, it's like, think of the syndication of the Cosby show. It's like, that is well, yeah, just... Before it came crashing to a halt, okay, yes. Well, you know, but we can't. We don't blame Raven for that at all. That no. is, you know, Raven did a great job, gave a lot of years of her young life to that. So Raven, um, Raven's last name is Pierman. And Miranda's last name is Madej. And I, it looks like they both just hyphenated their names. Um, well, Miranda's Miranda well, Pierman Madej. Raven's just Raven Simone. Her first name was already Christina hyphenated. <laughs> right. Just hyphenate everything. Yeah, it's true. But they got married. Raven had like rainbows in her braids, which were really cute. Also, just for Pride Month, it was cute. Miranda Madej, who is she? No one. She's no one, but which is really fun. But that's the best fun. part, is that Raven married a normal person. Like congratulations on a that. non-fame yeah a non-famous person i found her linkedin yes yeah, so did us weekly um oh us weekly found it too uh <laughs> linkedin miranda Maday. she has she works for a social media agency and she has 156 connections she went to ucla she's a social media manager she worked as a pr- uh, a personal assistant for what i assume are famous people because she called it's like managed for a confidential person like worked for a confidential so person. maybe that's how she met Raven and her first job in Hollywood not by working for her by working for someone Raven knew like you know have her your first job in Hollywood mm-hmm. was she PA'd for uh, kind of a very themy movie a very what? themy movie what? that came out in 2012 what Gangster Squad oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> remember Gangster Squad no I wasn't expecting that that was bit. her first job yeah so I guess that's all there was to say about Raven Simone the most oh the last thing about Miranda Madej She's yeah. been endorsed. She's been endorsed by two people on LinkedIn uh-huh. for her knowledge of Microsoft Excel. <laughs> Queen. <laughs> Queen. I mean, I would that's an amazing skill to have. Not everyone has that skill, so I don't really know what is so funny about that. There was a guy one of my my first job out of college, this agency I worked for, my boss was dying, like kept this resume. It was a couple years old at this point, but he kept this resume. I don't know how it came up, but he kept a resume in his desk, printed out. 
and it was like a resume, but it was covered in, it was covered in track changes. Like the, I, I can't even Aww. give you, Aww. I can't even give you the examples of the track changes, but the track changes were ridiculous. Like you could Wouldn't see you the original. Just get rid of the track changes. <laughs> but the, well, the person applied for this job, but had track changes on. So oh, my boss could no. see all of the other versions of this resume. And it was like this really embarrassing thing. But the final thing on the bottom, which he thought was so funny, it said proficient in Word was the only skill. And it's like, oh, you're not even proficient in that because you sent it as track changes. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> oh. This, this is yeah. always send your resume as a PDF. Well, Don't send, send your PDF. resume exactly. as a send Word as a, file. As a, as a docx or also, whatever. Also, you don't know what version of Microsoft Word the person has. Like, that's also a dangerous thing. Okay, we are not giving resume tips on this. Only send PDFs. Don't send anything that yeah. requires me to open up pages. The moment my computer is like, I have to open up pages, it's like, I'm done for the day. Like my computer is like, your, like meticulous, <laughs> beautiful fucked. crafting of your resume is just going to be ruined when my computer opens it. And it turns out to be like the line that you made is like a bunch of like symbols, you know, like just whatever mm-hmm. my computer decides to turn it into. When people track, when people, when people want to do track changes and they don't use Google docs and they're like, no, I prefer doing track changes and pages. Get out of here. I, I can't live like that. Like what am I supposed to do with that? Truly? <laughs> Like what am I? Pages is to do the with worst because you're using something, I'm using something else. We're somehow tracking changes. The whole thing's a mess. And the moment someone's like, "Oh no," but you can save the doc as a pages or vice, you could save the pages as a docx. Just send me that. It never works. It never works. Yeah, I won't. Something be doing always that. one little thing goes wrong, but it's the butterfly right. effect that ruins everything. We're everything. real Google Docs heads, obviously. Everything in Google Docs, please. Okay, can we Threesome. move on? This is so. This segment in our doc is just labeled threesome. I think I labeled it that. Well, this is part of a bigger story that is a little dark. So we've like strayed away from it, but like dark in the way where it's the Johnny Depp Amber Heard court case, um, Mm -hmm. which I don't love talking about just because it's so meticulous in terms of like the details of the case. And a lot of it's like he said, she said abuse, which is like obviously a tough conversation to have two probably not great two people who are abusive and yeah two people who are abusive to each other and litigious and there is there's no winner there no and there's a lot of defamation talk there's a lot of like monetary talk we know that johnny depp has had issues with alcohol abuse in the past like there's just like a lot of there's no way of talking about that gracefully Right. But there what isn't. came recently, so they're still doing like depositions for this case. I mean, this case mm-hmm. might go on just literally forever. And it the thing is, somebody came, somebody stepped up. Josh Drew, the ex-husband of Raquel Rocky Pennington, Heard's best friend. So Heard, Amber Heard is best friends with this woman, Raquel Rocky, mm-hmm. who is a UFC fighter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love her. I mean, the thing with Amber Heard is like, the people that Amber Heard is friends with is quite the list of pe- I'm sure is quite the list of people. <laughs> yeah. She is an yeah. interesting character. Anyways. We you need to be a certain type of person to be able to put up with Amber Heard. I think so, too. We've known And I think that type while. of person is yeah. UFC fighter. Uh, right, truly. <laughs> so this guy who's the ex-husband of this UFC fighter said in a deposition by Johnny Depp's attorney that Elon Musk, because remember that Elon Musk and Amber Heard dated, like I forgot. That's what makes this so interesting is like reminding you of this like crazy pairing. Okay. So before Elon Musk had a baby with Grimes, he dated Amber Heard. He was on his way. So And Amber Heard was meeting the kids. They were flying back and forth yeah, to like it was Australia. A, like it was they a it was a real relationship. relationship. Yeah. 
So uh, Elon Musk slept with Amber Heard and Cara Delevingne at Johnny Depp's house. According to Josh Drew. According to Josh Drew. And he claims the affair, quote, occurred while Heard and Depp were married. Musk insists the pair only got together after her split from Depp. But he also claims there was no threesome. So, like, yeah. there's a lot of information here. It's like, did did this threesome or did this, like, affair happen while they were still married? or And did it happen at all, the threesome? Yeah. And I th- guess, I assume the reason there that this came up in the deposition it's is because it shows that she was cheating. Yeah. And but it was like, also, like, yeah, credibility, but also potentially cheating. But I don't know if there's a, if cheating is a problem in California. Like, I don't know if you can actually, if the divorce automatically happens because it was adultery. I don't know. There are little like, little nuances in every state. But it makes sense that this would come up. It makes sense that a lawyer would try to find every single thing about a relationship during yeah. this process, right? Like any sort of misstep. I love that you're more interested in uh this man's ex-wife. Like you're the not really power interested. You're not really interested no. in this threesome like you took no, this to a all. new place. I just find Amber Heard and Johnny Depp as you said just to be like really really upsetting. I I find it yeah. to be like just awful right like all the way around yeah like from front to back and it's not fun to think about but what is fun to think about is that josh drew who was once married to this woman raquel rocky pennington who is or was Heard's best friend they've they've since divorced and rocky is now in a relationship with a woman and is now according to her wikipedia an out lesbian Mm -hmm. and she's a ufc like are. Wait, so are uh, they both UFC fighters? And she is in a no. power couple with another UFC no. fighter of a lower weight class, and it's amazing. So they'll never so fight each other. They'll never <laughs> fight each other. Saying. It's amazing. But sometimes they fight on the same night. Well, that's only happened once. Okay, so but they'll so be on the she, same name card. Rocky is a bantamweight, and her yes. girlfriend, Tisha? Tisha. Tisha. I think it's from Letitia. Strawweight is lower than bantamweight, I yes. assume. It's, like the, it's the lowest weight. The lowest. It's the lowest okay. weight. So okay, it's cool. Tisha Torres and Raquel Pennington, and they are a power couple in UFC. They're so engaged. I was like, they're engaged. And they've been engaged for, for a minute now. They've been engaged for a little bit. But I their Instagram is so this. cute because it's like they do a lot of, I think it's earnest. They do a lot of like promy posing, like <laughs> where it's like, that front to back like that sort of thing but it like seems very genuine like it seems very earnest they just like posing like this it's amazing because they're just both ripped (laughs) (laughs) and that's their main well they talk about it like that's their main activity they go to the gym we're both ripped yeah they're constantly at the gym and rocky is lifestyle you need somebody to do this stuff with you Mm -hmm. like you you kind of need to have this person be your person because otherwise they're, what are they doing waiting around while you like lift weights for 14 hours a day or whatever you know and there's no other time and you have to also be with someone and i this is i bring this up a lot just personally i don't know if i've ever talked about it in the podcast but there's a the idea personally? of getting of getting like shredded and oh, like I, getting you bring this abs up a lot. <laughs> and getting abs is so intense for a reason like i know i could never do that not because like the act of going like i could if i really wanted to i'm sure i could set up you know some sort of routine in my life where i go to the gym for x yeah, hours a day like if i really wanted it you're if i wanted to i could do it but the thing that makes me realize i could never actually get the shredded body is because you have to change your entire diet around oh you have talked about this before okay you have talked about this before on the podcast you don't want to eat chicken breasts <laughs> 
just everything with chicken breasts and then like a ton of shakes and it's like okay, oh my yeah. god uh-huh. but the reason i bring it up here is because i'm sure that josh drew this ex who talked about the threesome was like i cannot deal with rocky's gym lifestyle and her diet <laughs> needs and meanwhile tisha's like it's my identical needs right <laughs> i only right. eat chicken breasts and i'm at the gym 14 hours a day yeah, of course they fell in love you have so, to like yeah. so much such a big part of relationships is like eating with the person and they have the same diet I just love um, that they're in the same biz. They're yes. together. They found mm-hmm. each other. It's just like very cute. I love it. I think mm-hmm. it's fantastic. And, and the other thing that I'll say that's interesting about this relationship and worth bringing up now is because their job is open. Like UFC oh, right. fighting is happening. And it happens in Las Vegas. People mm-hmm. are like crowds are going to see them. I don't love it though. I don't know that crowds are going. I don't have proof of crowds, but... There are UFC fights happening in Las Vegas as of this week. As they of like They might just be now. airing on TV. We didn't do this part of the research where we figured out how UFC is working mid-pandemic. Mm-hmm. We just did the research on their couple. Their couple but I'm of them. still I'm still going about um, Tisha Torres. Tisha Torres is a genius. She has a master's <laughs> oh, this is in the criminology. Fiance. This is the fiance. She has a master's in criminology. You know, how she, you know how I know this? Because she told a website called The Bloody Elbow, which I'd never heard of. <laughs> but apparently it's a UFC news site, The Bloody Elbow. Well, I mean, your elbows are getting bloody when you're fighting UFC. Are you allowed I to guess elbow it, people in UFC? You must be. Yes. And so I looked up the difference between <laughs> boxing and UFC because I was like, what is... Elbow people. I was like, what's the deal? What's the difference? Apparent, I mean, the short, the short answer to these questions is that boxing, um, like, you can't. You basically can only punch. You can only right. punch. You can't kick. But in UFC, in UFC you you're can like, do... You're just kicking and punching. In and UFC, elbowing. you can do whatever the fuck you want. And also, it's not a... Which I was reminded of, which I kind of forgot. It's not a boxing... It's not a UFC ring. It's a UFC cage. So, it's in a cage because so, there's more throwing and smashing and ground. Blah, blah. So, it's a much more intense physical experience than just boxing. So, I assume at some point, your brain is like... It's like Ronda Rousey, where it's like you get you reach a point where it's like you can't do this anymore right. because you're like your body is like so broken. So you can box, but you can also hook, wrestle, kick, block, and strike. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And it says, uh, she says, my ultimate goal would be to work within the federal government anywhere, from working from with juveniles to immigration issues and sex trafficking. Those are my main interests. I really just enjoy having the opportunity to help people one day, and I think doing something with the federal government is a good secure job. So I just want to have a good job to feed a family one day. Aww. So it's like she's planning for like when she's going to retire do that anymore. because essentially her body's yeah. going to like fall apart because <laughs> her of body's doing like this no. much strenuous activity. No matter how many abs you have, you and she has so are many going to get hurt at some point. So she's she like, has after this, I will work so for the federal government. <laughs> But that's why I looked into her. I was like, she's fast. I love Tisha Torres and I love Rocky. What? What? Rocky, what's Pennington. Name? Rocky Pennington. Ugh. They're, they so, seem good. I'm so glad that this, that like dark topic of the threesome, the alleged threesome brought us to two new people in the UFC realm that now we can pay attention to and care the about. The UFC's, uh, from what I can tell, number one power lesbian couple. <laughs> like, what more could you want? <laughs> we met, or we, uh, we were both doing a meet and greet in Texas, yes. Um, uh, we've always just kind of crossed paths and hung out at different fights and whatnot. That night, she was with her boyfriend at the time. And we went out <laughs> to eat, like she said. 
This girl, for being so tiny, I was just really intrigued with how much food she ordered and how intense she was eating. And all I was trying to do was invite her to train in high altitude, come to Colorado, she can train. There's different training partners here, yada, yada. And it's so funny because now that we actually started dating, she was like, I know you were hitting on me that night. In reality, I wasn't hitting on her, but I will give you the credit that I've always thought you were a little hottie. When she invited me to train again is when she, <laughs> that weekend when I started to like her, is you inviting me to train again, that's when it all began. Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com slash sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. We're going to tell you about a new show called Jocular, hosted by ER Fightmaster, whom we've talked about on the podcast before, T.N. Tran and Katie Kershaw. They're comedians, they're writers, and they're also best friends who are obsessed with women's sports. Kind of like I'm becoming obsessed with women's sports. <laughs> you sort are. Of, kind you of. Are. A little you bit. Are. You are. They're exploring all things queer, trans, and women-focused in the world of sports, and in each episode, they'll cover the latest games, debate pressing issues, and review how they're all really horny for basically everyone in the game. This is every time I talk to someone who's a fan of women's sports, like a genuine fan of women's sports, not like a newbie like me, they're like, horny, 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 horny. I'm horny for all of them. I know. They're always crushing on people in the game. But that's why it's like we need a podcast that's not us to kind of tell us what we're supposed to care about, who we're supposed to care about, who's hot and who's sexy and who we're paying attention Yes, and that's what Jocular is for. Friends and experts will join to share their takes on sports ranging from women's basketball to soccer to power slapping. I don't even know what power slapping is, but I'm in. So tune in every Friday for new episodes of Jocular on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts now. Can we do Alicia Keys really quickly? It's no, really short. she's a them. But the, she didn't know what three L. She didn't know what three W was. Do you know? Did you read that? The, what this quote actually is? I did. There but was I'm a, like, okay. There was a just Jared story that says Alicia Keys reveals she was almost a member of three LW. So I was like, hold the phone. So I click it, and it's one quote from an interview with Wired. Don't ask. And it says, my second band that I was in was like was kind of like one of these projects that they that are put together by people. And they heard I sang, and they were like, oh, maybe you could be part of it. It didn't work out with me, but eventually they came out. I think their name was little women but i was never a part she of that she never looked up three she LW never looked to it wonder was. what it would be so she like has no idea that she was almost in 3lw she, she just no thought she was in a group called little women even happened exists. and had a songs no which is weird so because to you alicia know keys, alicia keys has met women who are in who were in 3lw she's definitely absolutely. met adrian by lawn yes absolutely <laughs> Alicia Keys has no idea what 3OW is, according to this story, I think. And that's okay. funny. That is funny. That's funny. But you know, like, this scenario. I think they were like, called Little Women. <laughs> so many singers that are now big almost joined girl groups. Like, oh, you yeah. know, that's that's just like a common scenario. It's like, mm -hmm. it's almost like saying, remember how everyone's like, I all these famous people are like, I almost joined the Mickey Mouse Club or I almost I auditioned for uh -huh. this or did it. It's like one of those stories. It's like the audition yeah. story where we get a lot of those often. I almost joined Hanson. 
And thank God I didn't. My life would have been completely different. I was going to be the other. It was Hanson and Finger is what it was going to be called. And then, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I don't want to do that. We're a brother band and there's no audition process for us. But like you sent in a tape and I guess we'll watch it. And like, thank you for that. But like, we're actually not yeah. looking for more members. We have three exactly. and we're all brothers and you're not <laughs> exactly. related to us. So the rest is history. So <laughs> and then my second band that I was in was kind of like one of these projects that are put together by people and they heard us saying and they're like, oh, maybe you could be a part of it. It didn't work out with me, but eventually they came out. Then I think their name was Little Women, but I was never a part of that because I moved on and they moved on and that didn't work out for me. Okay. I do too. It's a very funny story. (laughs) Everything, everything happened. I feel like this could be one of those like movies where you see the main incident, which is the Tiana Taylor album release party, but then you see it through different eyes. Like you get like four different timelines from four different people's perspectives. That's what happened. Like the Tiana Taylor album release party was hugely significant. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It's also was very problematic. And here's the reason. Tiana Taylor's album came out. Tiana Taylor is pregnant. We just talked about that. Uh, We do like Tiana Taylor, but should she have thrown like a huge album party (laughs) bash in the middle of Atlanta? It was in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Was it Atlanta? Yeah. In the middle of a pandemic? Absolutely not. Like that is completely unacceptable to the point where people actually did speak out against it. They were like, what the fuck, Tiana Taylor? She had to comment on it and she was like, well, first of all, before we talk about that first song in the album. You were partying yesterday with no masks on, and you're making me very nervous, Tiana. No, we actually, so this is what I knew was kind of going to happen. So if you notice, we all had on yellow suits. They were custom hazmat suits. And I had um, yellow Tiana Taylor, the album. Like We had the custom mask, everything. By the time the pictures that got out got out, baby, it was hot. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You know as a pregnant woman, I can't breathe in them things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, it just seemed like because you got to realize if everybody have on masks, then the photographers can't get what they want because yeah. you have all these celebrities here and you can't get what you want. So the moment niggas take their mask off for five minutes, flash, 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 flash. So, and now it's just looking like we don't even have them on. You know, it looked like we didn't even have them on. As soon as we put them back on, I swear we put the mask back on. Now all the cameras is ghosts because it does nothing for for their lenses. What, then that what okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, Lainey calls out in in the Lainey gossip story about it. She's, she, I think she points out one of the reasons this party is so significant because it's like one of the first red carpets of the pandemic. Like I know. this is one of the first things that actual celebrities well, went with. She makes a joke. She says the actual first red carpet was um, a show I'd never heard of, and I only recognized two names on the guest list: Bai Ling and Ian Ziering. Oh my! <laughs> but God. she's like, this That's is different so... because it's like Cardi B was there, Offset was there, Trey Songz right. was there, Lena Waithe was, was, was there, Karuchi well, Tran was there. The thing though is like. We've been hearing how, like, bad Georgia is doing with this stuff. Like, it's mm-hmm. fully open and, like, the cases are spiking. I'm not to bring coronavirus into this, but, like, it does circle the whole They all dressed sphere. up in hazmat suits. But Corona's like, part of this. They dressed, up as ha- they dressed up, like, in kind of coronavirus slash plague outbreak type themed gear, right? Hazmat suits, yeah. Hazmat suits. But Anyways. what happened here? This, is not, even the, this is not even the story. Like, we wouldn't even have mentioned this if there wasn't a story at the party. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a big, a big story did happen at the, at the party. So Winnie Harlow was there, the Canadian <laughs> the model. model who was 
on America's America Next Top Model. Now she's famous. And she was there. And after the party, there was a Twitter thread wherein someone who said that they were at the Tiana Taylor album release party had a very intense run-in with Winnie Harlow, who was mean to her. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I just she's... like out of all of the things, I just can't be, I just can't be like, fuck Winnie Harlow for being mean to this girl. Like, I just can't. I just can't. I this can't. person tweets, had the wildest encounter with Winnie Harlow. Crazy how someone so pretty could be so ugly as a human being. God bless her. And then Winnie just added her and goes, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Like, she doesn't know. It's just how she acts. Like, Which is, I think, the funniest part of the whole story. Maybe Winnie was just, like, kind of scared for her life at this dangerous hazmat suit party. mm -hmm. She's like, I gotta get out of here. So the original tweeter responds to Winnie going, what happened? And she says, oh, you know, pushing me out of the way as you bulldoze your way to the front of the drink line. Having your manager call our mutual friend to ask me to take the tweet down. Typical mean girl BS. Be blessed. And when he says, my love, we were all tipsy. If I passed you to the bar, it wasn't on purpose. It was an open bar. And I've just woken up to this and didn't have anyone to do any. And I didn't have anyone do anything. I apologize if it made you feel a way that was definitely not my intent. XX. But then it gets even better. So the person says the mutual friend is apparently Trey songs. And... (laughs) And so whenever she finds Trey a Song's mutual getting friend called is the apparently... mutual friend is so rude. <laughs> like Trey Songs doesn't have his own career. <laughs> so so Winnie says that she, when she found out that Trey Songs was apparently the mutual friend who allegedly had to tell Winnie to delete the tweet, Winnie DM'd Trey Songs on Instagram and sent the story about it. And Trey Songs says in the screenshot, let me look because I really don't know. I really don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Crying, laughing, crying, laughing, or who she is. No. So now Trey Songs is like, I'm not a mutual friend because I'm not friends with you. It's sort of a non-issue, but it's really It's a non-issue, but it is funny because like, as a lot of people on Twitter are calling each other out on stuff, this was such a funny thing to, to like... Like, she called her out for, like, a thing that really wasn't a thing, and then it wasn't a thing. <laughs> like, Winnie's, like, directly responds to her, what happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what happened? Also, this, Winnie did the great thing, which I love, when celebrities who are written about on the Shade Room actively link to the Shade Room. They're like, here's, if you want to know what's happening, like, here's the Shade Room link. <laughs> and so it right. says... Harlow also tweeted out a link to the Shade Room's recap of all the drama and said, why do people lie for clout? Good question. <sighs> just find just find out on the show. I mean, room. do I believe this woman is lying? No, not at all. Do I believe that Winnie Harlow like pushed this girl to get to the open bar? A hundred percent. That's like what happens when open she bars probably, exist. She shoved. She shoved. She wasn't like oh, it wasn't like definitely. I put two sh- two hands on your shoulders, Lindsay, and was like, out of my way, like asshole. I mean, but even Winnie- if she was, I would believe that she did do that too. <laughs> Open bars are anarchy, yeah. Also, this party looked like it was anarchy. That's also what I'm saying. It's like the party context seems like this party was crazy, you know, especially a lot of people, people haven't there. people are stuck in their houses, they're finally getting to go party. Like this party the was the first probably... party. The first party. Have you heard the first track of Tiana Taylor's album? Okay, well I hadn't heard it until somebody said it is the nine one one call from her birth. And then I was like, whoop, and then I ran. Let's, <laughs> let's listen. Okay, I want you to gently wipe off the baby's mouth and his nose in towel. 
and then I want you to wrap the baby in a clean, dry towel. Okay? You got one of those? Yeah. All right. Cover the baby's head, but not its face. Okay. Okay. Without pulling the cord tight, put the baby in the mother's arms or on her belly. All right. Be sure the cord is not wrapped around the baby's neck. Yeah. All right. Be sure to keep the baby and the and the mother uh, warm. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay, you got that? You got the towel? I'm grabbing it now. Okay, it's good. You're doing good. You're doing a good job. Is it a, is it a boy or a girl, sir? It's a girl. It's a girl? Congratulations. 911 operators are heroes. Yeah. Heroes. Truly. I know. I to watched 911. Have... I watched the show on Fox. <laughs> But the the way Connie Britton is a hero. But the way that they like have to be trained to be like give you instructions that are easy to follow over the phone, but then you have to be then you're able to distract them like if yeah. they're stressed by saying like nice things. Is like, it a boy or a girl? Congratulations! Oh, I just cried. A it's little, really actually. sweet. I just like <laughs> teared up. Tiana Taylor's album is out, and um, you can listen to it. But if you happen to go to an album release party in the next couple months, just wear a mask. It doesn't matter if you're being photographed. Just wear a mask. And I do believe, do I believe that they put their masks on after the photographs were taken? Yeah. Like, that makes sense that it's like we had to, like, they had to make a little bit of money, like, selling these photographs. Okay. Totally. Now we can put the mask back on. It's fine. And this was from an interview with Angie Martinez. And if I did run into Lena Waithe and Cynthia Erivo, I would take off my mask so that I could talk to them and be like, what is going on? What is going on with you (laughs) two? (laughs) Will you please call each other girlfriends? Please. (laughs) (laughs) I just need confirmation. Sharing shirts and sharing laughs while others share their photographs. B-E-N-A-N-A, let's update their dossier. They're not up to a whole lot, but... (laughs) No, they... No, this... There is a picture of them that we have yet to address. I feel like every week there's a new picture of them that I have to address. This picture is one of the finest... And I always think that I've seen the finest... it, um, you know the picture of like Sasquatch, like it, like the Sasquatch, the, yeah. the mythical Sasquatch. There's always the same photo of him, and he's kind of like with the, walking, with the gate, and one with the hand very... is in front, and one hand's in back, and you, and it's like he's kind of lumbering, and you're like, you get a yeah. sense of his body size. I mean, again, this is not a real creature, but it is a, like a drawing of Sasquatch. There's a picture of Ben Affleck where he's posed exactly like Sasquatch, but like one <laughs> hand has one Duncan, and one hand has another Duncan, so he's like the Duncan. Sasquatch monster <laughs> and he has a mask on <laughs> it is gorgeous that's one photo that's the first photo and then the second photo that everyone cannot stop talking about do you have the tweet okay so this is from at Nirvana uh not spelt like the band spelt n-e-r-v-o-n-a and she posted this picture of uh Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas <laughs> and here's her list of the things that are the wrong with this photo one, both copies are for him since Anna has her own. Two, light and sweet baby. Three, chaotic lid only hold. <laughs> Four, mask in hand, not on face. Five, general aura of despair. Six, open backpack. <laughs> People were really alarmed about the open backpack. His backpack is wide open. He, neither of them are wearing a mask. He has two cold brews 
the cold brews themselves, light and sweet is what they're referring to. There is a solid inch of sugar at the bottom of the Dunkin's, which I would argue is the classic way to order a Dunkin'. I saw someone tweet this, and I don't know how they know this. Maybe they know Dunkin' better than I do. Um, wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me. But they, someone straight up called it vanilla flavoring. But I, so maybe there's. It's definitely sugar of some kind. It could also be a powder. It could, it's definitely yeah. sugar, but it could be mixed with the powder. Is what they're saying. So I'm sort of like maybe if you are a, a true head who has gets an order where the sugar looks specifically like because it's a thicker. It's more powder, which is why I feel like it might be Splenda because it's so... head, well, as a true head, I don't often order cold brew. So I'm not sure of the dynamics of the cold brew coffee. Mm -hmm. But what that looks like to me is the granulated sugar, but it's a little bit too thick and too too white to be the granulated sugar. Right. So what it could be is either unmixed cream at the bottom, which I don't think is the case. No, it's too hard of a line. It's got to be a powder. It's got. It's either, but I think powder the flavoring sugar. is syrup, though. They don't use powder, really. I saw some tweet that was convinced it was some sort it was of like, vanilla I work at powder. Duncan. <laughs> As a Dunkin' employee, that is. And I'm not willing to believe anything 100% at this point. But the point is, there is a layer definitely of sweetener. a sweetie sweetener. flavoring, or just sweetness, on the bottom of this cold brew that sweetness by Jimmy Eat It World. makes it look like those things that you make whenever you're in elementary school where you layer the sand. In the jar, sure. the sand art. It looks like sand <laughs> yes. art. It looks like Duncan sand yes. art. Now that I'm thinking about it, Duncan sand art with a little bit of white sand no. at the bottom and no. then tan no. sand on the top. No, it's not a good idea. Oh my god, I just started a new no. Etsy business. If I didn't have Duncan just yesterday, I would be looking at this photo, literally drooling onto my table. Oh my these god, look, Duncan sand art. Oh my god, these so look. Smart. Okay, stop with Duncan. Don't stop with Duncan Sandard. That is not a good idea. I'm sorry. It's not a good idea. I put them in little shot glasses and they look like like mini iced coffees. Oh my okay. God. So this picture caused a lot of stress because we're obviously very involved in Ben Affleck's life right now as like a culture for some reason. Mm-hmm. And people were just worried like about the open backpack, the two cold brews for Ben, which I would argue is kind of normal Ben behavior. Mm-hmm. No mask, even though he was just wearing a mask when he went inside the Duncan. Although mm-hmm. you should keep wearing the mask. It's fine. And just like his general disheveled look, I would argue he looks very hot, but maybe it's just him holding the Duncan that is doing that to me. <laughs> that I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> A he man holding good. two Duncans is really the only man for me. And he's getting his, he's getting his, something I find interesting about his beard is that Ana de Armas updates also quote. <laughs> Ana defund the police. Uh, Ana defund the police updates also tweeted some like 12 months later photos of Ben Affleck before Ana and after Ana. And he like lost yeah, he weight. Good. He lost weight. His beard went from gray to brown. But right in these photos, it's sort of salt and peppery. So I'm like, is he getting his beard dyed professionally? No, because it's like not. fully salt and peppery, the beard. Oh, you're saying he got it. Di- Maybe he got it dyed for a movie or something. He definitely, like, I, he definitely dyed the beard. But for yeah. the beard to now come in, not even as a... The beard isn't even solid. It looks like it's like a meticulously dyed thing. Like it looks like a graceful <laughs> salt and pepper. How do you do you're that? You're saying he dyed, it, he dyed it brown and then he gracefully dyed it black to being yeah, like white. adding highlights in no, the beard can you do that no. no we can't even go get our hair cut well we can it's phase two but like no i don't think no i don't think ben I holding don't think. two coffees and anna holding one of her own is so bizarre 
I was in Florida this past weekend, and guess what was the talk of the town? Your mom's aura frame? The aura frame. The aura frame kept, it was scrolling through every photo. I was like, oh, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. Oh, there. I'm like, where'd they get that photo? There's always a photo where I'm like, where'd they get that photo? How'd they get that photo? I don't know where my mom gets the gifts that she sends me. Like when she <laughs> sends me a text gift, I'm like, where did you find that? And sometimes I look at her aura frame and I'm like, where did you download this? No, I'm like, where did you get this photo from? Whose Instagram did you steal this photo off of? You know? They love to steal from, and they love to just screenshot and not yeah. crops. It'll just oh. be like a cropped iPhone It'll just be photo a full that's Instagram. on the aura frame. Exactly, with it. comments and everything. It'll just be on, <laughs> it'll be zoomed in sometimes, so it's extra blurry. But you know what? That's how easy it is to get the photos on the aura frame because my parents can figure out how to do it. Do they do yes. it well? No, but do they do it? Yes. And the other thing that's great about aura frames, when you give them to your mom, your mother, a mother in your life, a mother mm-hmm. figure, it's a great Mother's Day gift, whoever the mother in your life is. You can connect it to your oh, yeah. aura app. And, and you, you can, can just photos. send them photos. You right. can, if they approve it, you can just put photos and kind of troll them and have fun and put random photos. I do it to Lindsay sometimes. Yeah, he does. Um, you can do it to your mom. My mom gave me access because she likes putting you gotta be careful. my photos. You got to be a little careful with that, but you, you, should, you could do it, but you should do it. You got to be a little bit careful. But <laughs> Aura Frames it. are Wi-Fi connected and they come with unlimited storage because it's all in the cloud. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful, it's not another sweater. She'll love that an Aura Frame means she gets to see more of you. So right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best seller frame that's a-u-r-a frames.com use code who at checkout to save terms and conditions apply i do want to talk about bobby burke but only because i didn't read about this and i saw that you did the research so this is so i have issue with other people named bobby it's hard for me to like other people named bobby so bobby burke who is the home the home designer the interior designer he's the hgtv queer eye yeah We've talked about this. He's the HGTV guy. Uh, he went on the Jenny McCarthy show, classic. which is on Sirius, classic, which is still somehow somehow out here making headlines mm. and attracting guests. She, he goes on the Jenny McCarthy show and he tells a story and I'll play the clip. Um, you right. know, I had a New York housewife come into my store years ago in New York and Ramona. I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm buying this new place. Turns out, of course, she, is. she wasn't buying it. She didn't even know the last one she had on the show. She said she <laughs> Um, and she's like, I want you to come in and design it all. And I'm going to put you on the show. And, you know, I wasn't on TV yet. I, I still kind of liked the housewives. So I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, but just, you know, I'm, I'm not doing it for free. Like, I don't, I don't need to do it for free. I don't necessarily know if like the housewives is really the exposure I want anyways. So I'll do it for you at cost. And she's like, okay, okay, that works. Well, then her husband calls and her husband's like, no, you know, you just really need to do this for free and tried to bully me into doing it for free. And finally I was like, you know what? I'm not only not doing it for free, I'm not doing it anymore. Like, Good I don't for need you. She came into my store the next week when I wasn't there and told my staff that I had said she could take anything out of the, show, the store that she wanted to design Shut. her house for shoot. And here was her credit card. And you know, you if I don't bring anything back, you know, if I like something, you can just charge the credit card. And they're, of course, starstruck. They would never have imagined. And they knew I had been working with her. I just hadn't told right. them about the drama because I was in my L.A. store. Right. And they gave her whatever she wanted, cleaned the store out. And months and months later, there were certain things in inventory that I was looking for. I was like, hey, where is this? And where is it? Actually, it was Super Bowl weekend. We had those big, like, fat boy bean bags. Right. And I was going to take it to my house because I had people come in over to watch the game. And I'm like, where are those? They're like, oh, they're at blah, blah, blah's house. 
and you could tell by the way they paused that they they knew they had fucked up like they Big knew time. they had been scammed because apparently months went by and they called and they called and they called and when they could not get any response they tried to charge the card and of course it was declined no so i called them up and i'm like what the fuck you know i yeah. can't believe you came in here and literally stole from my store and they said you know what then let's go to court you know this will be good tv no. like it's easier for us just to like have our lawyer deal with it than it would be to actually pay you oh my god <laughs> It's really good. And so then this is it gets even better. Everybody was like, who is this person? Like, he didn't say who they were. Oh, he didn't name like, names. Can... Okay. No, he did not name names. But everyone's like, we could figure this out. So literally, like the sleuths, like the sleuths out there found a tweet where Bobby was responding to a page six story in which this housewife, Aviva Drescher from the Real Housewives of New York, a brief stint on Real Housewives, she basically stole art from this guy by, she borrowed it for her house for TV, and then one of her friends offered to buy it, and she, and she refused to give it back to the, to the so painter So this is a thing it. she just does? Yeah. So she was like, oh, I sold it for you because it was like at my house when he's like, no, the deal was that I gave it. I lent you the paintings so they could be on TV so you could have paintings in your fucking house and use and like selling it, selling them. Then I like obviously get the money from that. They're my paintings. Like I just lent them to you. So anyways, they, he took he took them to court. He oh, took Aviva and her God. husband to court. I know. So she wanted a commission. Like it was like, oh, I'm a dealer. So I should get a commission for putting it. Yeah. Yeah, oh. or she was holding the paintings hostage until she got her commission or whatever or something. So then he tweeted, oh, at Aviva Drescher, you are such a con artist. Guess I'm not the only one you fucked over. So pathetic. And then he linked the page six piece. Oh, uh, this was my. in 2014. So pre-Queer Eye. Yes. Yes. Then he tweeted at Carol Radziwell, who's also on the show. And this was, I think this was... This was amongst the drama, and I'll get there in a second, where Aviva Drescher has a prosthetic leg, and one of the big housewives of New York's dramas, like, of all time, is she, she takes out off her leg and throws it. Yeah, okay, I've seen you that. Remember I've seen this. that. That's Aviva, okay. We've, like, mentioned this before. That's Aviva Drescher, who is related to Fram Drescher, in case you're worrying by, wondering by marriage, their cousins. Okay. So, <laughs> so in case you're wondering. She, in case you're wondering. So he tweeted at Carol Radziwell, Lee Radziwell's daughter, but we've talked about Lee Radziwell, mm -hmm. Uh, and actually, Lee Radswell comes up a lot in Andre Leon Talley's book. You'll you'll love it. It's mm -hmm. so great. Okay. And she tweets at her, I agree with you. Reed is a total crook. Reed is Aviva's husband. Aviva was brought on the show because Aviva was married to Harry Dubin, who all of these women had hooked up with. So they were like, yeah, bring this woman on the show. Like, she will cause so much drama. But her drama was so much more than they could even have expected, basically. Let me tell you something, Heather. The only thing. Keep it together, Aviva. The only thing that is artificial or fake about me. This. Oh, 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 I'm sick of it. Oh, I am sick of you all accusing me. I'm done. Everything else is real. Everything else. Everything else is real. Okay. okay. Everything else is real, Everything else. I mean, really. No, no. I'm sick of being called fake. Because she came on the show and she threw her leg. Saying she threw her leg, like this woman has a memoir called Leggy Blonde, by the way, and her housewife catchphrase was, when people tell me I'm fake, 
I know they're just pulling my leg. That's not even a good catchphrase. That's not even, that doesn't even say any, that's not, that doesn't yeah, say anything yeah. about her actual personality. But just a week ago, this is what's even crazier. Just a week ago in Us Weekly, there's a headline, Real Housewives of New York City alum Aviva Drescher tells Leah Michelle, quote, you were once very unkind to me. So this woman jumped on the hog pile that was Leah Michelle's drama and said, you were once very unkind to me, so I'm not surprised by your behavior. Dresher 49 commented on Michelle's recent Instagram post. You shouldn't judge others before looking in the mirror. I think it's a dog pile is what you... It's like, who? I said hog pile? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's a dog pile. Sorry, you get you got yeah. it though. I just did a quick search and apparently there is an urban dictionary for hog pile, but it did say, did you mean dog pile? <laughs> I think... I did. I think it's all. I think it's dog. Pile. I meant dog pile. I'm sorry. I meant dog pile. Pile on. Pile on. Pile on. Yeah. No, I understood exactly what you meant. I just wanted to point that out. The other funny thing about this is that I watched the clip with the leg, and then I was reading interviews about the the leg throwing, and then uh, the best part is on the hunt on the series 100th episode special. Dresher revealed to host Andy Cohen that the leg toss had been premeditated. Of course she it had was. Discussed it with producers not long before the event, and she knew that she would throw her leg upon attending it because the women were accusing her of having fake asthma to get out of a trip. She faked her asthma. She said, "My doctor said I have asthma. I can't come to Montana." And they said, "Your asthma is fake." And she said, "The only fake thing about me is this." And she threw the leg. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I can't believe we got here is what i'm saying from where so we bobby started. but bobby burke has not confirmed or denied they no bobby burke has not confirmed but just think found this it's pretty damning evidence yeah. that it's her like i mean i believe because it because he says reality star, he says a reality star guess i'm not the only one you fucked over is also how it's, he referred to it at the time yeah he says shares a cautionary tale involving a real housewives of new york city star and there's not many of them so it has <laughs> to be the 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 pool of of possible culprits is mm -hmm. small so if he had said to this woman you're a con artist and your husband's a crook then uh, yeah come on it's yeah. got to be them when people tell me i'm fake i know they're just pulling my leg so two fans connected a ring that niall horan was wearing and a ring that jody comer of killing eve fame was wearing mm -hmm. meanwhile the ring is like could not be the mo it's like the most like it's not the same ring like it's very clear that it's not the same ring it's a sig a signet ring signet okay, yeah, is that what you yeah, call those? Yeah, yeah. it's a signet ring and they're like they have two photos of them wearing the ring and it's like uh, confirmed Niall Horn's new girlfriend is Jodie Comer and he wrote responded confirmed laugh face laugh face and then someone else responded he doesn't even know who she is girl and he wrote he does he does so Niall Horan knows who Jodie Comer is. That's what we've learned from this. Are they dating? Unclear. But does he know? He does. He watches Killing Eve. He does. He watches Killing Eve. Um, this is a funny story the Daily Mail posted, uh, which is about how Brian Austin Green, Megan Fox, <laughs> and Courtney Stodden have all worn similar Dark Side of the Moon Pink Floyd shirts, which is <laughs> like... <laughs> all of the shirts are different. Very. Those are Those are three differently cut shirts. And in one of them, the, the the prism is bigger. Like, Megan Fox's is cut up as well. It's like a v-neck. I think Brian's shirt and Courtney's shirt are the same shirt. I think she's flaunting the fact that she wore the shirt that he was wearing previously. Megan's is a, Megan actually has, like, text on it, though. Like, Megan says Pink Floyd. The Wait, other so ones don't say Brian, anything. But the best part is that Brian wore the shirt with Courtney. 
Megan wore a shirt that was the same with the cover of the prism going through the the prism, the rainbow going through the prism with Machine Gun with Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly, and then on a separate date, Courtney wore the shirt, wore this shirt while getting coffee for Brian Austin Green. Exactly. Is but is the question is the shirt that Courtney's wearing the same shirt that Brian's wearing in the first photo with Courtney? That is looks like that it. is likely that is that makes more sense. But Megan's is a completely different shirt. It just happens no, to obviously have the, cover the three art on of it. them aren't sharing a shirt. Yes, clearly Brian. The first one, the first two are paparazzi shots, but then the third one is like I call the paparazzi shot. Okay, Courtney's. I guess I just wish I knew Pink Floyd because I don't even know what this album sounds like. Yes, you do. Dark Side of the Moon. Yes, you do. You've Not been stoned really. once. Yes, really. come on. You never went to see the Laser Show. No, you know, and it's I like know. money, and it's like the <laughs> cash register. Money. I know, I know the whole dark side of Oz thing, but I've never actually done it. Wow, that's honestly shocking. When I was around my stoner friends in high school, I was like the designated driver. Like I wasn't like <laughs> yeah, but you still have to listen to the <laughs> album, even if you weren't stoned. Uh, sometimes you wait in the car. <laughs> What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? I'm getting really nervous. Um, <laughs> is Rita like up to nothing? She's up to. This is the. This is one of the least active Busy Rita, Rita weeks, weeks since we started the podcast ever. Maybe. And this I. This is the. It's like this is the bottom of Rita. It's like Rita quarantine fatigue as well. Like it. Even while she was quarantining, she was taking sexy snaps in her, you know, her bikinis. Yeah, but I think it finally caught up to her. I think it finally caught up to her that it's just like, it's either she's, yeah, no, I don't know. Like, she ran out of things to do, although that's not possible. But the point is, is like, the, the we need the stuff to start up again for Rita to be more involved. Like, she needs to start going to parties and stuff. Yeah. There are no parties. Yeah. But even her Instagram, like, even if on, on certain weeks where it's like, she's not up to much, you go to her Instagram and there's a lot there. On this week, there wasn't much there. And it was, and again, it was like a lot of like political stuff. Then there was the post about her father for Father's Day. She always has a big roundup post on Father's Day. There's so many photos of her, her and her dad. Um, so she posted very sweet photos of... This is how desperate we are for Rita news is that I was uh, in my uh, Google search results for Rita. I got an article, did COVID kill the bra? And I immediately was like, yeah, they're using Rita as an example of not wearing a bra during <laughs> pandemic. And it's, yes, 100%. Social media is a buzz with women sharing work from home outfits, sans bra, and pictures of celebrities like Bella Hadid and Rita Ora lounging around the house without a bra. <laughs> it's like, 
Did Rita Ora kill the bra? The, the pandemic, in fact, has many of us asking, what good is a bra, really? Well, It's like written by <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw's cousin. Barry Bradshaw. <laughs> Jesus. Um, then there's this headline, which was the only here's the this is the this is the main reason i put that thing up there where i was like oh what's happening this is the only cup like actual press coverage she got from the british tabloids this week this is it and it was in a roundup of stars who said they would take less money next year for their um the transmit festival they are gonna take 20 percent less money next year so it's a rita ora and lewis capaldi among the stars set to take a 20 percent pay cut due to COVID 19 that's nice. That's it. But that's it. That's all. That, that's so the what, only Rita we got. Yeah. Rita, are you okay? What's going on? I think she's okay. I think she's very sensitive to... And also, in general, social media has kind of shifted to something else. There's less, you know? there's like, less, there's less lifestyle on social media right now. We're talking about more important issues on social media, hopefully. You and know? so it's the idea is like, oh, the don't flood social media right now with non-essential information you know that's sort of the vibe that a lot of celebrities and normal people are getting right now and she's following suit but that is leading to i mean uh, unprecedented times in the world of rita ora coverage it's we it's weird it made me feel really weird i was like oh no that's what i'm saying okay well i we'll, we'll see what happens next week we're here. We're watching Rita. We support you, and we, hear we always you. have. We hear for, for you for for the for the last how many years? Four years, almost four oh five God. years. Almost five years. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Sorry, there was little, very little Rita Ora today. We'll be back on Friday with another episode of Who's There, our weekly call-in show. So call us at six one nine Who Them with questions, comments, and concerns, and. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We'd love a review. And I think that's it. Uh, have a great week. Uh, be safe out there. Wear masks. If you go to any album release parties, wear a mask. It wouldn't hurt. Bye. Bye. You will say that. We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like 
trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacova's.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A. A S dot com and point your toes west.